الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين All praise and thanks belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and may the peace and blessing of Allah be upon his servant and final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam As to our followers, my dear respected brothers in Islam what I wanted to share with you is just something very short and that is uh, to answer the question in terms of what is something that helps in keeping the human being consistent or, or keeping the Muslim consistent on the good actions he does. Now, especially since Ramadan is over and we hear so many times that the sign of an accepted Ramadan is that a hasana is followed after a hasana. As a matter of fact, this is not just for Ramadan, this is for any hasana you do. Any good deed you do, the sign of it being accepted is that it's followed with another hasana, right? So. This following up with hasanat, of course, it requires consistency, that you remain consistent and you become committed to that hasana that you, you want to do. So the thing is, it becomes very difficult because consistency is a problem with the human being. You know, this is not only in religious matters, but also in worldly matters as well. To be consistent is very difficult. You know, as a matter of fact, the food that you eat, you might eat something today that will have a taste. You'll eat the same food tomorrow, it'll have a different taste. You'll eat the same one the third day and it'll have a totally different taste, right? So this, this is also possible because there is no consistency with the human being. Sometimes it's consistent, sometimes it's not. And you know, ever since after Ramadan, there are some people who maybe have decided, you know, I'll pray now Salat al-Witr before I sleep. Should have been praying it before, but let's say that people now have been committed to this. That he wants to pray Salat al-Witr before he sleeps. And so the first day, third day, fourth, fifth, and he went on good for one week. And, you know, recently in the past few days, he stopped. And then he went back onto it. And then he stopped and he just forgot about it. Or you did some, there's some hasan. Maybe you started praying four rak'at after Isha before you sleep. And you did it a bit and then it just sort of it cut out. It's not, it doesn't exist anymore. Or you were fasting Monday and Thursday and then, you know, you just dropped it all and you dropped the six days of Shawwal and, and forget about it. This is something that's, that's nature in human. Therefore, you need something. And this is what I'll share with you is something that Allah Azza teaches that will open the door of consistency and commitment for yourself in whatever hasada and whatever good deed you're doing in the future. And that is... And I'll say what it is and then I'll share with you in light of the ayah and, and, a, and a hadith of the Prophet <laughs> That is to have a portion of the Quran that you're consistent on in reading. That is the only thing that you must commit yourself to and be consistent to. And it will open the doors of everything else that you become consistent for. What is that? That you have a portion of Quran you read daily. Whatever it is, if it's 20 minutes before you sleep or 20 minutes after you wake up, whatever it is, you read two lines in that because you're a slow reciter or you read five lines or you read five pages because you're a quicker reciter, doesn't matter. But you give time before you sleep, after you wake up, at more time, after, whatever it is. There is a time of Quran during the day in where this is time for reading the Quran and you're committed and you're consistent to it. And if you have that, a benefit of this and an advantage of that is that you become committed and you become consistent in anything else you're going to do of ibadat. All you need to do is this. Now, where does this come from? Allah Azza mentions it in Surah Al-Furqan. So the Kuffar, Kuffar Quraysh, one of those Kuffar that were around the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they had a problem. 
and they, they argued with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they, they argued among themselves. And they said, as Allah says, وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَوْ لَا نُزِّلَ عَلَيْهِ الْقُرْآنُ جُمْلَةً وَاحِدًا The kuffar, they said among one another, they said, why didn't this Qur'an, why wasn't it revealed on the Nabi Sallallahu Jumlatan Wahida, one whole lump sum? Why didn't it come as a whole? Why didn't it come down in stages, in pieces, one ayah today, an ayah tomorrow, an ayah third day, what for? You know, why didn't it come down as one? Just like an Injil, a Tawrat, a Zabur, and all the books that were yani, revealed to the messengers and prophets before, they came down one go. It wasn't like divided and, and yani, portioned. So they had a problem and they asked, so then Allah responds and he says Allah he says the reason I revealed the Quran in stages over 23 years every day or every few days something comes down from the Quran what was the reason Allah says the only reason for it was so that your heart remains firm, it remains steadfast, it remains con committed upon this religion, upon this deen and upon every good, everything good that you do. That was the reason why the Quran came down in portions. So what does that teach us? That if we portioned the Quran in our life and read bit by bit every single day, it will have the same effect. It will have exactly the same effect of keeping and remaining your heart firm, committed, consistent, steadfast upon this deen and upon every single a righteous, good deed and act that you do. But you need to portion the Qur'an. And you know, this is not something new and something invented and innovated. This is something that <laughs> Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would do. This is actually what Allah did to the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He sent down the Qur'an to him bit by bit. So that the more the, the every day he reads a little, a little, it'll have that effect of tartila. Now you know there is this story that, that is mentioned in the in the tafsir that in Nabi Sallallahu it's also in the hadith that uh, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Amal Wufud, it is this is when he was in Medina now, they used to the tribes used to come to him, tribe by tribe, from different towns and villages, they would come from Medina and from outside Medina. And they would come to ask questions about Islam. Some would come to take the Shahada. It was known as Am al Wufud. Just groups are coming and groups are leaving. You know, they're all taking Shahada and learning their deen of the Messenger. And usually, this gathering and this seating would happen after Isha. So then Nabi would pray Isha and then he would go out to them and speak to them. And one, of, one night, he was very late. It was after Isha, it was very late. He came out really, really late. So they said to him, Ya Rasulullah, you know, we've been waiting here, we've got questions, some of us, they're ready to take their shahada and you're, you're late. So then he said to them that uh, a group, a tribe came to me the, uh, during the day and they distracted me from reading my portion of the Quran. This is during the day a tribe came to him and I wasn't able, I was distracted from reading my portion of the Quran. So I dislike to come to you after Isha because I still haven't read my portion. So what he did is he read his portion of the Quran and then he came to, to he came out to them and, and he came out at that late time. SubhanAllah, you see this? And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he was distracted from reading his portion 
because he was involved in another great hasana he was doing. Preaching and teaching the people and yani, teaching the people the shahada, people entering Islam, that was during the day. And then he's coming out, there's another great job outside, you know, approaching the people and preaching to these people. But he says to them, I dislike karihtu. I dislike to come out to you. And I still haven't read my portion of the day, which I was distracted during the day. So I have to read it now after Aisha. Subhanallah, this is Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when, those, when that group heard this, they were surprised. What do you mean? They portioned the Quran. Who portions the Quran? What do you mean by that? So then, you know, it was narrated that the, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they had their portion of the Quran. They portioned it. They divided it. And they would remain consistent upon reading this. So for example, what was described is that, you know, the Sahaba, they would read the entire Quran in seven days, in seven days. And this is how it was divided. And it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful pattern. The, the way they would divide it was the first day they would read Surah Al-Fatiha with three surah after it. Yani Al-Baqarah, Al-Imran, Al-Nisa. The next day they would read five surah, the next five. The third day they read the next seven. The fourth day they read the next nine. The fifth day they read the next eleven. The sixth day they read the next 13 and then the last day they'll read the rest of the 65 surah which would be from surah qaf until the end that's how the sahaba would do the quran was finished in one week and that was the portion three five three surah five surah seven nine eleven thirteen and then 65 and that is from surah qaf to the end of the quran that makes 114 surah and you know subhanallah when you study the life of the sahaba this uh this portion of the Quran what gave him the power and gave him the firmness and the strength and the steadfastness upon their deen. And so with that, they were able to face uh, Rome, they were able to face Persia, they were able to face yani, all these, uh, these tribes that later on came during their wars. And you know, when you study the life of the Sahaba, there was no kind of bid'ah involved in their life or some sort of invasion in their life. Why? Because when you're, when you're, when you're committed to your portion of the Quran a day, it, the heart becomes solid and firm and strong upon the deen. There is no room for any bid'ah or any crazy thing to come in your life. But you know, when you don't have a portion, you'll slip. You become very unstable. So you'll be doing one hasana, then you know, you'll let go of it because there's nothing that, there's, there's no backbone in your life. The backbone that you need to place in your life is this Quran being read every single day. You know, and, and believe me, if there was Iman in the heart, you would realize that the best speech one could involve and engage himself with is the Quran. Is the best speech. And you know what's, what's really silly and what's sad? And, and seriously, this is something really logic. You'll understand how silly it is, but let me explain it to you. And we tell the people that after, after Salat al-Isha, you know, enough. Just go back home and leave this world and leave the talking and leave the chat and just after Isha, go back home, lock yourself in the room and start praying, you know? Don't wait to sleep and then you fool yourself, you won't wake up. Just straight after Isha, go and pray. And you know, give the, the angel that's on the left hand, give him a, let him relax a little bit. You know, the whole day, I'll say, I'll say after what you said, what you wrote, what you didn't. You know, it's, it's time for it to relax a little bit after Isha. And go and, and, and yani, conversate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, converse with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and recite the Quran. That is the best of speech. But you know, when one thinks of it, but, um, this is the unfortunate case that people would go home, uh, you know, he'll eat, 
whatever he does, some TV or children or whatever it is, and then he'll give himself a thousand excuses why he can't pray two or four rak'at. You know, I have work tomorrow, I'm a bit sleepy, maybe it's not the time tomorrow, inshallah, and listen. And there's a thousand and one excuses are given just to avoid these four rak'at. But look, at the same time, if someone was to come to your house, knock the door after Isha, Brother, welcome in, you know, sit down with him and you chat and you talk and it, maybe it goes on for four or five hours. And then when he leaves, sorry, brother, well, I took, I took a lot of your time. But then your response is, no, that's all right. No, we're always yeah, and you're happy with your presence here and mashallah. Repeat it, come, come next time, don't worry. Four hours and the conversation with a human being was no problem. But when you think of four rakat, which is probably 10 minutes, conversation with this is the best of speech i'm saying that's why if the iman was inside you'd realize the quran is the best of speech for a guy 10 minutes with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there's a lot of excuses you know, before you can do it you know and then eventually it doesn't end up being done for subhanallah do you see this the silly the logic in that that when you want to converse with the people which is a human being talk one-on-one -on -one, that was yani, something you found rest with but when it was with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know, you found for yourself a lot of excuses to avoid. That means Iman really hasn't settled in. Because if it has settled, you will know that the best of speech one could ever involve himself with is the Quran. So this is yani, my, my advice to you all is that have during the day a portion of the Quran in where you're reading every single day. Whatever it is, one page, two page, let it take a year for you to finish the Quran. But be consistent on it. That's the only consistency and effort you'll put and watch the door of consistency and steadfastness and everything else you want to think about will come automatic in its place. You just look at the life of the Sahaba and the life of the Messenger The only reason why they were confirmed, why they were firm and steadfast and committed upon whatever they did is because they, were, they had a portion of the Quran being recited every single day that is in Surah Al-Furqan that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us that reality. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to, to be uh, firm Muslims. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us steadfastness. And we ask Him subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us people of the Qur'an. People who benefit from the reminders of the Qur'an. Inna huwa liyu thalika al-qadiru alayhi. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala rabina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.